my fellow SHC alumni, welcome to the podcast All About You, where we get to reflect on the days at high school to the people you are today. Our podcast, Dear Me From The Past, reunites old friends and classmates from the cherished or cringe days in the valley. I'm your host, Sandra Hanlon. If you know Mark, you'll know how he's very reserved. And anyway, things just went from there. But he, in Motueka, particularly at the time, I'm not sure what it's like now, it was very hard to find or meet anyone of a, because um, it's a, uh, a very seasonal place to be, you know. Okay, so yeah. you've got like your skydivers and your sea kayak guides who are se- all seasonal. So they're not yeah. looking for anything, really serious. <laughs> so <laughs> Mark was actually in living in Motueka because he was doing his. Uh, CPL, so his commercial pilot's license. Mm-hmm. He was doing that. So I was like, oh, I really like you. And then I found out that that was what he was doing. And I was like, well, and you're quite evidently not a loser. I think we're on to a winner here. And yeah, we kicked it off and it's been solid ever since, which is awesome. So is Mark a pilot? After meeting me, <laughs> realizing, well, because you don't, you don't fuck around when you're 30 and dating, do you? No. You know, you're yeah. like, oh, I'm 30. You're 30. He's six years older than me. So you're 36. Well, do you want from this? Because obviously I had Lily and he doesn't have any children. He didn't have any. He had no like strings. So you literally go in hard with the questions. What do you want? Do you want a relationship? Yep. Cool. Well, he's like, well, do you want more kids? I'm like, well. Lily's nearly 10, so maybe, but it will have to be soon if I do. Just real honest, pointed questions because who wants to mess around at that age? Well, I certainly didn't. I wasn't. I was like, yeah, I'd rather have been upfront. And yeah, we were just really clear with each other and honest with each other. And it was a good move. It's very rare. (laughs) Yeah, very rare that you would be so honest at 30. I mean, some of those kind of conversations would scare a lot of men away. Probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're like, fuck it, I'm 30. I really like you. I see a future. What do you think? And he's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And just had like, well, about a year prior, I'd broken up with my ex. It was a good length of time after we'd broken up. And I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to sit through another one of those. Mm-hmm. So at that point in my life, it was very much a let's talk honestly to everybody that we know and are friends with and have relationships with, which I'm still a bit like that now, but it was at that time, it must have been like some spiritual, I just was speaking my truth. And it was mm-hmm. a very, I, I say I lost friendships. I personally gave friendships up mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. It wasn't serving me. Now that might sound a bit a bit gross to some people, but I think when when certain relationships are toxic and not great, then and I mean with like girlfriends and things, if it's toxic and not great, walking away is okay. Part and, of maturity, yeah, I, though, isn't it? I think that sounds like yeah, it's a good example of how you mature from twenties to thirties, and actually from thirties to forties. Yes. You do a values assessment on your friends, right? The ones yeah. that are adding value to crap. your life. Yeah. Get rid of the ones that aren't adding any value where you're actually the only giver in that relationship. You're getting nothing out of it. Yeah. They're gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Just the drain it's, on your social it, battery. It seems a bit harsh when we're speaking about it like this, but it actually really isn't because mm-hmm. um, your own self, um, oh, just just peace, inner peace mm-hmm. worth a lot more than no, 28 year old nice split up after like a year and but he was the great thing for me man like he got me out of a not so great situation in Wellington Mm -hmm. took me down south I kind of found this whole new group of people to hang out with who were hippies we used to go to like you know we went to like the gathering and festivals and we'd go to dance parties out in the forest that no one knew about it was it was an awesome time so like I definitely feel like I lived prior to 
they do now. They yes, I believe they do stuff, call them that it? now. But <laughs> I, I don't think I'd cope at a multi-day event anymore ever. But those days were great. It was a great time, man. It was a good time. So you meet Mark. <laughs> Decided to move to North Canterbury. So I fell pregnant because we were like obviously the conversation about what we both wanted went well, right? Like we wanted the same shit. So we were like, cool. I Pretty much I was like, well, I will have, because I'd been like on the fence about whether or not I wanted to have more children, Lily being 10. So I said, well, yes, but only if it's soon, which obviously is then another added pressure, like, well, then if you if you really are keen. And obviously, you know, two children now and things are great. He took me and Lily over to the UK to meet his friends and family, which was really cool and took us around Italy and stuff. It was That was like 10 years ago. But we fell pregnant and we moved to North Canterbury, the most random place to buy a house. Amberley is like, you drive mm. through it on the way out of Christchurch on your way to Picton. Don't really stop unless it's for gas or whatever. But we lived there for three and a half years and kind of had our babies there and really established ourselves as a family there, which mm. I think leaving Motueka to do that was really good. It was a really good thing to do for us at the time. Yeah, we moved back to Wellington after being there for three years. I think we were back there for three years and then we moved to Wellington and that was, God, three years ago, I suppose now. And how has it been living back in Wellington? Yeah, I mean, I say Wellington, we live in the heart. We bought a house in Stokes Valley, which is absolutely fine. It wasn't what I was anticipating when we first came back. We weren't sure where we wanted our children to go to school. We didn't really just want to come straight in and buy a house. So we like we'd always owned homes and so we got this rental, signed up for a year, COVID hits. All the house prices in Wellington, well, and everywhere, probably, well, certainly in New Zealand, went fucking through the roof. So <laughs> we were anticipating being able to buy like a nice place on the Western Hills. Didn't quite happen that way, but it's okay. We bought in the height of COVID, which from a financial point of view, probably not the best, but it's what, what we did. Yeah, but we live up the Glen in Stokes Valley and it's a really nice spot. And we really love living here, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, Wellington's got a lot going on. I'm we're not really bored ever. You don't regret moving back to Lower Hutt? <laughs> no, no, we don't regret it. Although it's quite funny because after being away, you know, in the UK and, and going, you know, to Paris and stuff, we last weekend and my friend was saying, my friend from England was saying to me, she'd moved over from the UK a few years ago and she said that she had just had to learn to lower her expectations whenever she went to anything here in New Zealand. And I was like, I was thought to myself at the time, wow, that's a bit fucking rich. Like, what is that? Like, you snob. But actually, I, after being away and going to these cool things that are just everywhere and going in and paying $70 or whatever, $80 for our family to attend this like dinosaur show, Lego show thing that's on in Wellington at the moment. And it was just two rooms and it was so shit. And I was like, I, I just looked at Mark. I was like, is that it? And he was like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. I was like, fuck, we're back in New Zealand. Fuck. <laughs> like it was a real moment of like, oh shit. You know, after being at the Natural History Museum and doing all the cool things in London and stuff. And then you kind of go, oh yeah, we're back here. It's And it's fine. I'm not dissing it. I'm not being a snob. It's just the reality is, and everyone who's traveled will know that. Mm -hmm. The reality is it's um, it's just different. Still cool. Still cool. It has love its it. moments, Still love really. It. it has its moments. I think like when you're raising children, it's a really good place to raise them. But there are some elements there right now, the cost of food, the cost of housing. It's actually yeah, really hard to adjust to. I think when I, my daughter, we moved here when my daughter was 10. So oh, right. We lived down the mountain. So a friend of mine 
owned an apartment down in Mount Manganui, right by the beach, between Main Beach nice. and Port Bay. And I was there for five years and I refused to move. Even when I got married and my husband has three kids, I'm like, fuck it, seven of us are just going to have to fit in this two-bedroom in this two bedroom apartment because I'm not, I'm not yeah. moving. But it was such a great life. The kids lived outside. Yeah. You know, they just got so much value out of living there and living outside and 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 having the beach right there and I think I had some of the best days there but if I couldn't live anywhere similar to that in New Zealand I don't want to live in New Zealand anymore so that's why we came to Australia. There's been a mess mess yeah exodus eh, from New Zealand to Australia I know lots of people who have left New Zealand and I can't say I blame them Uh, my has been in Perth for gosh he must have left when he was 20 and he's now 50. Your brother did you say your brother lives in Perth? Yeah my brother yeah Wow. Yeah. So I've had a couple of Perth trips. Have you? Did you, what do you yeah. think of it? I like Perth. I just Australia's full of things that want to kind of kill you. Um, wait, 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 wait. Let's just let's like, just clear this bite, up. Bite you. Perth is not the same. And six. As Sydney, <laughs> Melbourne. I've lived here for eleven years now. I've never seen a snake ever, and I've never seen a huntsman. Okay. So <laughs> I've got a I've got a gross story. <laughs> we went to Margaret River, right? This award-winning house in, in the bush. Beautiful, mm. flipping, architecturally designed. It's just their, their family home, right? It was just beautiful. It was just, yeah. and it was like really nice, you know? It had screens on all the windows and shit. So I was like, surely we're safe, you know, from these gross things. No, no, no. My mum's got like, she's an, she's arachnophobic. Like she's very, very frightened of spiders. Mm. Um. Out of the corner of my eye, I could see this whopping great thing crawling along the ground, right? <laughs> it just just in my peripheral vision. Like I couldn't – I wasn't looking directly at it, but I was like, shit, I know what that is. I have to help mum. Like, So I, I literally held mum by the shoulders and I was like, mum, you have to come with me. <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> just come with me. So I moved mum to the other side of the room. Someone grabbed like a shoebox to put on this – massive huntsman put the shoe box on on it and it was moving the shoe box <laughs> and I would just never I was just I was just like absolutely not I'm not sleeping here like it was freaked me out man big time I realized that not all of Australia is like that but yeah um, <laughs> but actually I don't you like came to Perth and you saw that <laughs> the problem with seeing the spider is they obviously don't spray their house enough <laughs> Probably. And they were like living in the bush. Like everything yeah. was just there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gross. I would, but I'd um burn my house if I saw that. And my husband knows oh, that he sprays it all yeah, the time. Good, good move. <laughs> good, good, good. I would have my husband do the same thing too. I just realized that quite a big chunk of my children's youngest life I haven't really talked about. It. And it is reasonably interesting. Like I would find this quite interesting if someone told me this is what they did. So I joined the mummy influencer world. When the children were babies, I took photos of them in their beautiful clothes with beautiful backgrounds and like did all that shit and got paid money to do it and got paid money to post about countdown and no <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, oh man. My God. Fucking, yeah. fucking bizarre. Like most bizarre thing. So yeah, I had like 8,000 followers on Facebook and shit. about the same, I think, on Instagram. So like it was the early years, right? So it was the early years of influence, the influencer culture. So it was quite easy to get in at that point if you could kind of talk the talk and walk the walk, I suppose. Or, and, and have enough to say or resonate with enough people I suppose to gain a following or have people give a shit yeah so that that was a part of my life like that was quite interesting so how many times <laughs> a day did you have to post uh well as often as I wanted so I wasn't I wasn't I didn't have any like contracts or anything unless I'd signed one and, and I had a particular post that I had to post about but generally just as often as I want as frequently as I wanted so 
once a day, twice a day, once every two days, whatever I wanted. It was the ball was completely in my court. Oh. But like it even got to the point where um I worked with like flooring extra and they sent me like a three thousand dollar rug and paid for half of the carpeting in our house and no way. they paid a photographer to come and photograph our house for flooring extra catalogues. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. Flipping wild. Um in fact Kelly Delaney who went to St. Joe's in Sacred Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what her married name is. She messaged me one day and she was like, oh, your son's on my, because her dad owns Flooring Extra or did own Flooring Extra, I think, in Upper Hutt. She's like, your, your son, you know, photo of my little boy when he was a baby on, yeah, on, on their flooring, <laughs> which was circulated around and in the paper and stuff yeah that's very yes that was a little part of my life that was interesting I remember being at the Christchurch airport I think we're flying to Queenstown or something I I can't remember a couple of people came up to me and talked to me because I had the children with me and um Mark was like who the fuck was that and I was like oh they just um they follow me on social media and he was like (laughs) what the fuck like are you serious (laughs) only in New Zealand would that happen right like it wasn't like I had heaps of followers but it was the mere fact that it was like two people in one particular visit to the airport that freaked him out a bit that's crazy (laughs) that's so cool though yeah, it was a it was a wild ride, but it was also really gross. And and the moment you, and I say really gross because it was so flipping fake. Not me. I, I always maintained quite a strong sense of um I didn't want to be like those other people that just took on whatever jobs they could get and mm-hmm. said yes to everything. I really wasn't that person, which was kind of a point of difference for me. Which I suppose I I don't know. It was good. It was good while it lasted, and then I was like, I'm done with this shit. My kids are getting older. I've got no interest in them being recognized on any level anywhere ever that's not that they don't they don't own own or have a say in so yeah, I cool. yeah I cut it all cut it all off and it felt really good yeah you do get <laughs> to that age where you really got to think about it don't you like I know oh yeah um when your kids are older you're like what right do I actually have to continue to post them on my, mm. on my social so I still ask the kids and that's why we were on yes. holiday last year in Europe and I had to ask my son do you want to be in the photo he's like no I don't want to be in the photo I was like fine you know fine yeah yeah I'm gonna be in the video or the photos we're, we're gonna tell people you weren't yeah. here <laughs> um, I mean I'll post people I'll post the kids on my private one you know yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I don't have any pub. I don't have any public socials anymore at all. I still think about what life would be like if we had had socials at school. We barely. I mean, we probably oh. wouldn't. We probably wouldn't have to worry about whether we were assholes to people. To be honest, with because we were too busy. Unless we cyberbullying. But let's go back yeah. to school. Let's talk about yes. some of your school memories. What are some that come to mind? A couple of memories I have from school. One that always comes to me is being in biology. I can't remember who our teacher was. I don't even know who our teacher was. It was in one of those downstairs classrooms in that big, big block that was connected to the hall. Anyway, biology with Jim O'Flaherty. For some reason, hard out remember that. It was a really <laughs> positive, fun memory. Um, this I is think sixth form, right? Gemma and Cass. I can't even remember what year it was. I, I think it was sixth form biology. Because we didn't do biology until sixth form. When fifth form, we did science. Um, And it was downstairs. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's where we learned mitochondrial DNA and and mitosis and all that shit. Yep, yep. Yep, it absolutely was. Yeah, so I think I used to sit with like Cass and Jim and just remember singing like the Beatles, like all these songs. Anyway, that's one memory I had. Um, Singing in the hall. Now, I'm a closet singer like I love singing <laughs> so for me it was never a bad thing when it was singing every other one was every other person was like oh for fuck's sake and I'd be like oh yeah it's so shit and then I'd get there and be like yes it sing real hard out remember that Julia were discussing so so yes me and Julia day about school memories and um we do you remember Lydia yeah I don't know how to say her surname um, beautiful yeah. beautiful 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she's so great. Um, but yeah, she she used to do piercings and stuff like noses and That's belly buttons nice. and ears. And she was it was fantastic. So that was one memory. Another memory I have is baby oil on our legs and Roman <laughs> sandal marks and who could get the best ones and we'd sit there in the sun, you know, just baking ourselves. I hate to think. It's it's pretty shocking, but <laughs> one memory we have. Also, just um, oh, the feather stock parties feel like I need to talk about those. So <laughs> no one was not invited to those parties, right? Right. They were we sold tickets to those parties. Is that like right? The feather stock parties. It was feather stock. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Julia even reminded me of the fact that I don't know who phoned it wasn't me but someone phoned to get I mean they were definitely Lucy's parties because they were over in Featherston but it was like the October birthdays everyone whose birthdays were in October we kind of decided to have this party and the first one was at the Marae and the second one was at Lucy's house so the first year was at the Marae and people bought tickets I've got a whole heap of photos I'll put in the in the chat thing there were so many different groups of people at that party it was awesome Everyone came. So it would never have been that no one was invited. It would just, we literally were selling tickets. People from Hut High came. Wow. Yeah, we got extra carriages put on the train because of the expected volume of people, like, which was oh quite my responsible God. considering our age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that I did it, but, you know, someone in the group did it. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Fact, Louisa, was, yeah, Louisa sent me a, or maybe I sent it to her. I can't re- even remember. It's in our group chat. I could have a look. A picture of one of the tickets, one of the Featherstock tickets. So I'll also share that too. Please do. The chat thing. Because, yeah, mm. everyone was invited, man. It was like... Good times. There was no exclusion. It sounds like we're building this party as well. The funny thing is, I remember this has been one of the best parties I've ever been to. And I've been drunk mm. in, in every continent on this planet. <laughs> mm. But I still remember how cool it was that we felt we were old enough to actually host a party like this. It was rad, man. And mm. like Atlas Woods played, who had like won the Rock Quest, and it was really cool. Um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like it was it was awesome. It was such a good time. The parties every weekend, we just used to go to parties. And I remember being at school during the week and someone would be like, are you going to the high party? And it's like, I don't know, where is it? And they'll just tell you the street. And then everyone would just turn <laughs> up at that street, work out where the party was and attend this party, like mortifying behavior to me now. But that was what everyone did. What well, was what we did back mm-hmm. then did you have friends at Hut High yeah. no no okay. no no not at all no <laughs> no I didn't I um I didn't have I just mainly had friends at Sacred Heart really my mum worked at St Pat's for like 17 years wow. at St Pat's Stream so and all my brother like I've got three older brothers they all went through Stream so yeah I yeah I don't know where I was going with that that's about all I have to say about that <laughs> make any difference to me I didn't get any boyfriends or anything um, so did you not date at high school no 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 I was I I had lots of I had lots of friends but no I was um there was no way I was dating I had zero self-confidence I had Mm. zero anything like it just didn't interest me either like that just seemed way too flipping hard I just but I really enjoyed guys like from a social perspective they I enjoyed hanging out with guys found it quite easy so I had lots of friends just didn't date anyone because you know I wasn't one of the hot girls yeah it would it was quite easy for me in that regard I didn't have to worry about anything 
Mm. I don't recall being overly like I wasn't jealous of it or anything. I was happy for my friends that they were dating or whatever, you know. I don't recall it being like a Yeah, Bridget yeah. and I talk about this and we talk about the fact that our entire lives became like our identity at high school was wrapped around a guy. And in a way, mm. like I can't think about what I could have achieved in high school if I mm. didn't have that disruption. Um, but he probably yeah. thinks the same thing. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think most of us that didn't really knuckle down and be all sensible at school, what we could have done, you know, mm. like I think I think about my um my abilities now. If I'd applied myself when I was younger, God knows where I could be now. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. Do you think you would have flourished at a school like Rudolf Steiner? Yes. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. I, I love it. It's it's very different making that decision and I don't mm. care. Like I've got ideas about Catholic schooling that other people may not like and, you know, my kids are at Steiner and some people may like that. It's all good. Like we're all different. I, I love Steiner myself. I just think it's a very, yes, it's more holistic. It's all of the things, but it's, I don't know, it's a, it's a feel good school. And I like that. Now for contact, um, and I have friends who went, whose kids went through Steiner, mm. the development is more about when the child is ready, isn't it? So instead of pushing mm. them through these years of school, mm -hmm. it's more to do with the curriculum. When they're ready to step up with the next curriculum, then that's when the child does so. But they yeah. also focus school around other elements. Do, yeah. Gardening. I mean, handcraft. Like my kids can knit shit. Like they knit toys. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> they're eight and nine, it's which is wild to me. They craft things. They play violin at school, and I don't know. I personally love it. As I say, not for everyone, but it's yeah, that's our family. I've heard good things about Steiner, yeah. but it's always about that. It's a family thing, isn't it? It's not just the kids that are going to school. There's a lot of parents oh, that help huge out. Huge commitment, those kind of schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge commitment, man. Like yeah, it's crafting evenings, and there's a heavy parental involvement and you sign up for that when you sign your kids up right like yeah. as a mm -hmm. family you go this is the thing that I remember going to a house of a Steiner family and on a Friday night and they were counting buttons they had like thousands of buttons on the floor and they were all enjoying the experience of finding matching the buttons and I was like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> okay okay we're not like that can I just make sure that no one thinks <laughs> that's what our weekend's are no like our kids have a nintendo we're not so there's a tv um, in your house okay that's a switch good. each <laughs> fuck yeah 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 absolutely they have a nintendo switch each so okay. no we're not we're very low um very low screen time at school and things and we limited at home of course but at the same time we're a normal family if you had the opportunity to go back and have a chat with your youngest self what would you say to her i would tell her that everyone, everyone is a little unsteady sometimes. Um, you'll be okay and everything will be okay. You just have to ride shit out. That's what I would tell my younger self. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're not telling you to yeah. change anything. You're, you're kind of saying just roll with nah, it. You'll I'm not. Be the woman that you're going to be eventually. That's me. Absolutely. Just hold I, on. I, you'll get there in the end. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And um, everyone, <laughs> everyone feels that way sometimes or unsteady or, you know, their life's going off the rails at times or whatever. It will always be okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just ride it out. Don't give up. Don't do anything rash. Don't do anything crazy. Just ride it out. It's all going to be okay.